super sorry this episode uploaded completely wrong this morning and I had to re-edit everything. That's why you only got like five seconds of audio this morning. I appreciate you sticking with us through this because, you know, technology sucks sometimes. So here is the actual episode on Abby Flynn. And here is afterwards our bloopers and outtakes. So we hope you enjoy them both. Hey, you guys, I'm going to interrupt our show just briefly to tell you about a new podcast I've discovered. With true crime podcasting, especially one with a focus on missing persons cases, I know we as hosts and I'm sure you guys as listeners are often finding yourself thinking, why? Well, it turns out we are the only ones thinking why about things all the time. There's actually a podcast called Why. The people hosting Why the podcast are asking that same question all the time. So I want you guys to go check out their show today to get some of your most burning Why questions answered. Thank you. And now we're going to get back to our show. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Sometimes this podcast contains themes of a sexual nature in relation to the crimes that we talk about. This podcast contains triggers such as violence and or abuse and sometimes contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of If I Go Missing. For the better part of our history as red-blooded Americans, sports have a part in our culture. We look up to athletes as children. As teens and young adults, some of us achieve our dreams of making it big in the sporting world. As adults, we either have lost interest or still love sports all the same. And it reminds us of our glory days as a kid when we got to dominate the playing field. This is the story that lost a lot of coverage due to the fact that the disappearance happened on none other than Super Bowl Sunday. Any American who grew up loving sports, especially football, knows that this is the end-all be-all of games for the year. It gives fans a year of bragging rights and boasting and players get to have their names go down in the history of the Super Bowl. Abby Flynn, a 59-year-old mother of three, was home alone preparing for her Super Bowl party on this particular day. Her husband was off in Houston on a work trip and two of her children were away at school while one of them lived on their own. If you've not caught on by now, we freaking love Super Bowl Sunday, and so did Abby Flint. As any good fans of the game would do, Abby was hosting a Super Bowl party at her house that night. It was the early parts of the day, but Abby was still prepping for the 54th Super Bowl, and the Kansas City Chiefs were due to battle it out on the field that night, and Abby was going to see it. Among other things that were of interest to Abby are that she was an avid hiker. She was also very crafty. Her brother even called her a skilled artesian and artist. Weaving baskets, nature photography, knitting, dyeing wool, cooking, and baking were just a few of her passions. Abby also loved the water and living by the coast. The Flynn family lived in Gloucester, Massachusetts, and they would split their time between that house and their second house in Houston where Abby's husband still worked as a radiologist. She and her husband Rich Flynn had a really nice life and they were really happy. Abby had no reason to walk away from her life. 
when it comes to this particular case, we don't have much information because the last day that Abby was seen, nobody was with her. I mean, that makes sense. She's at home preparing for the party and whatever, whatever. Right here. Um, so what do we have to go on? Well, considering, you know, she was supposed to have people at her home that night, and because of some things the guests found when they arrived, we know Abby had been working in the kitchen, baking, cooking, and preparing food for her guests. The first surefire timeline mark would not come until 4 p.m. on February 2nd, 2020. At 4 p.m., Abby spoke to one of her sons on the phone and told him that she was thinking of taking a walk before kickoff. Her last known whereabouts are said to be near Farrington Avenue around 4.30 p.m. When Abby left her house, she left without her cell phone, dog, or camera. The family says the cell phone wasn't really that big of a deal to them because sometimes Abby would leave her phone. The dog and the camera are things she always took with her, especially her camera. Loving nature photography walks like that, there's a perfect time to get some of the most amazing shots. So the fact that she left that was very curious to her family. So it would almost be like if I walked somewhere without my phone. <laughs> but I mean, also leaving the dog. Yeah. You would think she's preparing for the party. She's got all this going on. Let me take the dog for a quick walk so it can do its business. And I know that's taken care of. So that would just yeah. be And also he'll be a little worn out. Yeah. You know? And also he won't get into my food I've cooked <laughs> while I'm gone. So go. I, I, hey, I've seen dogs that can open doors, man. Oh, heck yeah, yeah. I kept a lab one time that knew how to open a door. Oh, he yeah. used to open the doors for me. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, mind-boggling. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a, a little mischievous dog, you might want to take him out for a walk if you go out and have food somewhere. I have a friend whose dog took the roaster, whatever it was, out of the oven. <laughs> done, he opened the, she opened the oven, um, <laughs> the lab, opened the oven, got it out. And when they got home, they had no supper. Okay, moral of the story, if you have a lab, guard your food. <laughs> yeah. So they very are very, smart. very smart. Mm -hmm. So there was definitely an indication that she had been home. She prepared for the party, but when the party came, she wasn't there. But here's my question in all of this. I'm really surprised that it hasn't been brought up anywhere else. Exactly what time are we thinking that she went missing? Because, like, hold on. Before before you think about it, think about this. Did she go on her walk and return home safely only to be abducted from her home? Because that would explain the unlocked door. Because if I'm cooking and preparing food and my guests are going to arrive any minute, I don't want to have to be leaving my food and running to get in the door and it might burn, you know? Yeah. So... Maybe she was like, it'll just be easier if they can, I could open the door and then come in. But they probably live in a gated community. Yeah. So that kind of makes me think that's why the door was unlocked. Or maybe she forgot to lock it back when she came back from the walk. Yeah. And it would also explain why the oven was warm. Yeah. If she left for the walk around 4, 4.30-ish, the oven would not be warm around 6. Yeah, definitely. So maybe she, you know had to do like a little finish touch like you know melt a little bit of cheese on top of something yeah. and it just needed a few more minutes in the oven and I, I, I don't know maybe before she was abducted she thought to turn off the oven no they didn't say the oven was on they just said it was warm right so 
did somebody lure her out? No. It's definitely interesting. That's what I think. That's it, it only it just explains the the manner of the home to yeah. me. I don't know. I feel like this is most likely what happened. Because no woman is just going to leave her home that way. You're not going to leave your home with your oven on. I mean, you know, Mm -mm. not unless you know you're going to come back in the next few minutes. No, like you said, that could cause a fire. Yeah. And according to what police chief Conley told local media outlets, the PD has started working primarily under the theory that she did exactly what she said she was going to do, which was go for a walk. And perhaps during that walk, Abby either got lost or had a medical incident. Did, was she known to have medical issues? No, or at least none that were severe enough to be made public. Like, I know when people have diabetes, they'll say, yeah. you know, person possibly without insulin. Right. Yeah. Another thing I find curious, both she and her husband were in the medical field. If anyone would have been prepared to handle a first aid emergency out there, it would have been Abby. Abby was actually a retired nurse and her husband was a radiologist. Sometimes it's easier to doctor a nurse on others than it is yourself. So I can kind of see where if, I don't know. I mean, she would have had to have had a heart attack out there walking or. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If it severe. was, yeah, if it wasn't something immediate like that. Yeah. You know, like a heart attack, a stroke, broken ankle. Yeah. <laughs> but even at that, you can crawl home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, depending on how far you are, you could crawl for help. Yeah, you can crawl to the nearest home. You could, you could, yeah, could do something. Yeah, I mean, you're not totally defenseless. Yeah, you know, you're not totally um, incapacitated. You're not totally incapacitated. Yeah. According to news outlets, so the police actually did an amazing job getting right to work looking for Abby, with approximately eighty officers out searching for her, eight p.m. on Sunday. The same day she went missing, four hours after she went missing, 80 people are out there searching for her. Yeah. So, like, if it was something innocent and simple, why didn't they find her? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it just kind of makes you think maybe she came home to something. That's why I think she did make it back home. Yeah. That's exactly where I get that from. But anyways... The U.S. Coast Guard had been searching the water off of Brace Cove, which is an area that she's been known to frequent. And the Coast Guard and state officials had also conducted searches by flight. The police chief was also asking that neighbors residing in High Popples and Farrington down through East Point areas review any video surveillance footage they may have from their homes, like the ring doorbells, mm -hmm. things like that. Makes sense. From Super Bowl Sunday in the hours of 2.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. Did anything ever come of any of that? So, I'm going to say no, because none of the media outlets have posted about it. And if they did get anything, the police aren't telling anyone. So, with the little bit I have to go on, I'm just going to go ahead and say no. Well, they also had to be cautious of what they put out because yeah. it's kind of still an open case. Yeah. So, as far as... We are concerned now. By Monday evening, authorities conducted extensive searches for Flynn along the paths and woods around the area where she went missing. 
along with a thorough search of the coastline, but the search has since been called off. When it comes to the land portion of the search, Abby was said to have known the area very well, and she took walks around the same area frequently. That's great. She's said to have known the area and frequented the trails, but too much of the routine can be a bad thing. I mean, you know, if somebody's watching you and they see that this is your normal route. Or oh my they... God, chills. It's creepy. It is. It's, yeah. People watching you is just the creepiest thing. It really is. So, you know. And, I mean, yeah, that's one thing I don't like about being so predictable. Like, if someone had ill intentions and had been watching for long enough, they would know her routes and where she most likely would go to walk at. But that's just my two cents. Nobody official has thrown that out there. Makes sense. Another search by a fire department rescue boat searched Tuesday at Niles Pond, which is like a body of fresh water on the point between the saltwater of Brace Cove and Gloucester Harbor near Abby's home. And once again came up with nothing. Farrington Avenue, the area where Abby supposedly disappeared from, is flanked by forest and coastline. Conrad McKinney is a private investigator, and he told local news station WFXT shortly after Abby was last seen that, you know, the first week or so was important to get out there and try to find her. She's missing. People don't vanish, and they don't just disappear. You know, she's got to be out here somewhere. And he also went on to say that the main thing is to keep warm, especially in Massachusetts in February. Yeah, definitely. Hmm, yeah. But then he also said if she's used to being outside and from what he understood, she does a lot of walking, that he thinks, you know, she probably was dressed yeah. properly. So that probably isn't as big of a concern as it would be for other people. Makes sense. And his last comment was about how well the local police did in handling the search efforts for her case. It's good. It's good, but it's also concerning. They did so well searching. Where is right. she? You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it does. It does sound like Two. It does sound more like an abduction than a mm -hmm. fell in the lake or yeah, whatever. Two people, her own brother and this private investigator, have both commended the local police efforts to find this woman. And talk about how well they searched and how quick they got on it. My God, they got out there four hours after she was last, you know, last yeah. heard from. Yeah. They did really good. And in this case, that's concerning. Yeah, it is. Which brings me back to, I think she actually made a home and somebody abducted her. It does kind of sound that way. That, I don't know. I just got like a gut feeling about it. I mean, did she come, did she come home and... Somebody was robbing the house or thinking about robbing the house. Oh, God. And she she disrupted them, so they just nabbed her. I don't know. We need to get a bigger dog. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, a little chihuahua sleeping in your lap's not. Not much security. Maybe Great Dane. There you go. However, following massive... Following massive search efforts involving fire rescue crews the u.s coast guard massachusetts state police massachusetts environmental police canine units and a number of other law enforcement agencies the trail on abbey went cold 
While police say they're still actively investigating the case, they're not treating her disappearance as a criminal investigation just yet. But if, I mean, they don't really have anything yeah. to go on to say that's what it is. Literally, the house had no signs of a struggle. Yeah. Uh, there's no blood. There's no anything to indicate that she didn't just like up and walk off. But why would you plan a party and leave? No, you wouldn't. Exactly. Why would you tell someone that you're going to go out for a walk, you know, like before the Super Bowl or whatever, I'm going to go out for a walk? Yeah. So, I mean, while that to me says, you know, maybe you should be criminal, I guess for police, and I've been saying this a lot lately with other cases, I guess police have to actually have something to justify turning yeah. it criminal. Yeah, they do. Because you have so many cases where you have a reason to turn it criminal that turning every case criminal, you, you just you couldn't do it. No. There's no way you could do that. Abby is said to be five foot five and 200 pounds with brown hair. She was last seen wearing a red jacket, according to a new release. And I didn't add this till the end after doing a bunch of different research because I was not sure. Most of the articles I saw early on said that she was possibly wearing like a blue L.L. Bean jacket and L.L. Bean boots. And if she was actually wearing red, like the newer released article says, a red article of clothing was found in the woods not far from Abby's home. And at the time it was found, we didn't know if it belonged to Abby because she was originally thought to be wearing blue. Interesting. But I haven't heard anything more about it now that we know she's wearing red. I haven't heard anything more about the article coming up or not. So maybe it was just a red herring. Go ahead. But I mean, that goes back to if they found a jacket in the area... If you had the DNA, like we talked about in the other um, episode, if people, you know, put their DNA out there, you know. That's it, true. And in cases like that, though, I would think, you know, if they did get some kind of DNA off the jacket, knowing that it belonged to a missing person, they would be like, yeah, hey, can we um, get some voluntary DNA from you people? Yeah. Because that case was a little different. It was just, yeah, it was just remains found. Right. So, they didn't know, you know, was it murder? Was it, you know? Right. So, that's why that one ended that way. If you have any information on where Abby Flynn may be, call police at 978-283-1212. With the Abby Flynn episode being so short, we decided to throw in some bloopers from previous Please note that the bloopers you will hear are no indication of us making fun of any of the cases of any of the victims. We take our cases very seriously, but sometimes we are human and trip over our own words. All right, let's be real. No podcast is ever perfect on the first recording. Let's just fess up about that. However, when you have a mother and daughter hosting episodes together, that dynamic is bound to come out on countless occasions. Sometimes it can be left in there, but sometimes it's not. But what happens to that audio? Well, I'm about to drop the bomb and give you guys 
a inside look at the behind the scenes hot mess express of a train wreck that we are on a daily basis when we try to record. These are bloopers from some of our more recent episodes. Oh, okay. I went to look at it and it kind of did about that long. I said, we can probably do about that long. <laughs> Never mind, no, we can't. Well, it's a 30-something-year-old case. It's going to have a lot of shit. <coughs> My God. <laughs> Get the lights off. She got corona. <laughs> it's rolling going to you from the bedroom. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, so, I'm Lynn. I got the Rona, and I'm talking to you from the bedroom. Oh, you so stop going to the bedroom. <laughs> just stop. It's just weird. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you're going to complain the whole time. <laughs> you can't make me cough now because you're infecting me. I ain't a changes. <laughs> <laughs> Sister can't even let me cough by myself. I was coughing from laughing at you. Would you? Are you done? <laughs> Probably not. That's been pretty bad today, but go ahead. Oh my God. You say we got to record. We got to record. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I got some gesture going on here. You had the wrong one. You ain't wrong, all right. I'm still got a thing over there. <laughs> Let me cut a shorter breath. But you They don't like us for our trip around hill and they like the bloopers. <laughs> oh, we recording? Yes, I'll go start recording. You start getting <laughs> You start talking us along. Always. It's always the fungus among us. <clears throat> Look, right when I hit court start, you said, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to. Okay. I got this intro. And yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to If I Go Missing. And let's get going with your. You <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. This does call. There you go. Oh my god. <sighs> Three hours later. <laughs> Go sponge. Let's get some bob in here. <sighs> oh, now I'm probably not done, so don't ask. Oh my god. <clears throat> Please, no one freak out. We live in the same house. We are not out recording with Corona. We do not have Corona. We have allergies. And we live in Southeast Georgia. If you don't know what that means or why it's such a big deal, move here for a little bit. We're okay. So let's go to Australia. Oh, that would be nice. Amen there. Metaphorically speaking, gonna close my eyes and pretend I'm there. Sounds good to me. 
both Lisa and Theo had the chance to get a job working at the Australian Open Tennis. Or should I just say Australian Open? I mean, that's kind of a dirter that it's tennis, right? If you know what. Tennis Australian games? Open. I don't, Australian Open Tennis sounds like it's missing something. Tournament? Maybe. Paul O'Brien, a spokesman for the club, said that he decided to kick Theo at the beginning when they first got to Australia. Hold on, what? I shorthanded this note, so now I'm confused. Okay, I see how it did. Around here, there are crickets net. Blah. Although his phone wouldn't be found until later. Blah. Oh, okay. Right next to where he exits is a campsite. Do you want to ask me that before I get one? Oh, I thought. I'm sure you were going to tell me. About the bushland train. Okay, go, read back to the little path and then I'll put it in there. Okay, I'll just throw that over. Okay. That is definitely weird. Why? Hey, Mercy. Like, um, thank you or. Mm hmm. Maybe it was a reply me. to something she had sent earlier. That's true. Okay. And I don't know what she said. Okay. You can delete that then. Okay. Wait, is that it? What am I supposed to say something else? Wait, is that it? Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Didn't take the trip to Sydney he had booked earlier? Oh, whoops. You're hurting. You're begging for anything. Mm -hmm. anything. Belgian police Philip Piarde Piarde and then on June 30th Belgian police Philip Piard who is one of the missing persons unit investigators along with two other investigators from the Hal Vilforde Federal Judicial Blah. Where I was. Dang it, it sounds like fun, like fiction, <laughs> like function. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, told you. Okay. Emilio, 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 Emanuela. Thank you. <laughs> Five children of Erico and Maria Orlandi. Did I say that right? I can't roll my R's. Italians don't roll their R's? I don't know. I think it's bad as Spanish. I ain't sure. I don't know. It is what it is. Ergle. 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 Emmanuel's older brother. Three hundred thirty by the Lateran Lateran. I say that Lateran Saint Peter's Basilica. Did I say that right? Basilica. Okay, so there's a thing called Dead Talk. Do I say, yeah, this is sarcasm? No, okay, the way you did it, I was like, an asterisk. It's these directions. See that?
What are I like, an actress? You're definitely not a reader. Oh, okay. Because, <clears throat> like, they say they're, they tell you their interesting piece of the day for their TED Talk, and they're like, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, like, when people have, like, rants about something, now they go, uh, and thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Gotcha, didn't know what the heck that <clears throat> was. Okay. Three days a week at a local music store and school and dang it. As she decided her name would be Barbara. Tell me how many Italians are on named Barbara. I don't know. What do you think, Karen? <laughs> Seriously. Me and Karen really don't know many. <laughs> my, I mean, whole, my whole family's Italian. I've never heard of a Barbara exactly. in any of it. We didn't even marry any in. I mean, that's just a rarity. No. We have, we have, um, as far as women go, what do we have? We have Murray. We have, um, um, wow. Um, Marie, Betty. I'm drawing a teetotal blank of all her cousins. Rose, um, Patty. Um, no, Barbara. No, it's just, it's just. The men are a lot easier. Joe, Joe, Joseph, (laughs) Tony. Antonio. Anthony. Oh, yeah. the other one. Oh, there was like another one that it was like, yeah. Yeah. Classic. We have a few Jameses. <clears throat> James? Jimmy. Ah. See? Jimmy Hoppa. <laughs> Jimmy Hoppa. <laughs> and I mean, okay, so I just can't get over this one part, though. That's what I, I had. It drew it blank. Um. So I had this like beautiful, exotic, somewhat sexy name for a woman, Emanuela Orlandi. And I'm going to go from that to Barbara. Uh, Hi, Barbara. For real. I mean, no. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, yeah, it's definitely, definitely be a book or something. Yeah. I mean, of course, with my luck. My cappers would get the idea from a book. Did <laughs> <laughs> it have a good ending? Yeah, for real. So did, how, how was that kidnap girl in the ending? Did they go home in the end? I don't mean like they're in a home. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> We're like home to my mama. Amen. Be smart, be safe, call your mama. Paul C. Markinkus. Markinkus. Marcinkus. Marcinkus. Paul C. Marcinkus. That De Pettis' group, the Benda della Magliana. How the hell do you say that? Benda della Magliana. Magliana. I have to like sound it out. Mm-hmm. Benda della Magliana. Okay. Discovery of bones and the nunca. How do you say that? Nun. Nunkature. She's been. Which has become. Which has become relevant with the discovery of bones and the nunkature, and that is the Monsignor Piero Vergari. Why do I hate myself? Vergari. Okay, let's try from the top. Monsignor. 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 No, the G is probably silent. Monsignor Piero Vergari. Ferrari. Again, the G's probably silent. Ferrari. 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 Sounds like Ferrari. 
Might not be. Relevant with the discovery of bones and the nun and <laughs> We already spelled some of that one out. And then. Mm, you wouldn't know that you're. It's not right. Noon. 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 Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know. Nunature. 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 Psychiatrist? Psychiatrist? Go on, really? I'm out there. Do your best and keep rolling. We ain't Italian. Ish. We are Italian. We don't speak that stuff. As the former rector of are you kidding me? Saint. Apollinaire. Apollinaire. Close enough. Former rector of Saint Apollinaire. When, where? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it quick. Ugh. Okay, hold on. A place usually reserved for senior clerics. Clerks, 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 clerks. <laughs> you serious, clerk? <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Oh my god, clerk. <sighs> Usually, those kind of things are pretty um strict. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty regimented. Yeah, they wouldn't even let me get married to Catholic church. <laughs> my grandpa was Catholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's converted though, so. Right? And you had to tell them that part. <laughs> Look, people, you got pretty stuff. I just want to borrow for a few hours, okay? Okay. <laughs> it was not okay. No. They know. And neither the Greek Orthodox said no, too. But they have pretty places, too. Okay. <laughs> hey, I wasn't giving it all the cow a free chapel, though. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, ooh, a little segue there. But anyways, yeah, so. Fun fact, you have to be Catholic to get married in a Catholic church, and you have to be Greek Orthodox to get married in the Greek Orthodox church. Who knew? Apparently not me. To find the solution to the case, go and see who's buried in the crypt of the Basilica. Mm-hmm. It's so easy when you gotta do it. <laughs> Basilica? 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 That's okay. what I said. Um, to find the solution of the case, Go and see who's buried in the crypt of the Basilica of St. Apoll Apollinar. Is that how you said it? I said it better than how I said it. Do what? It sounded better than how I said it. Um, uh, who's buried in the crypt of the Basilica of St. Apollin Apollinar? Can't get that right. An, <coughs> an unidentified man said, referring to the tomb of the local mob boss, Enrique de Perez, known as Ren Holy geez. <laughs> Renatino. 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 Known as Renatino, who in 1983 was the Vatican General. By far. Who in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his tomb was small. It was locked in the. I mean, you know, his tomb was small. It was, it was, um, humble. 
in the, you know, Vatican City. But anyways, and it was, you know, in a locked room in a crypt under the church. Ew, okay. But, uh, why he there, though? I don't know. Why don't these people put him in the ground like they're supposed to be? Okay, you know what? I'm not a fan of the whole ground thing, so, like, just put me in a crypt. Yeah, I mean, I totally get the ground thing. I don't like it. Just put me in there with a flashlight. But, I still like dark. But, um. I don't, I don't, no, I want a crypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm doing. It's now that's that settled. There you go. It just blows my mind that we just slide them in little drawers all over the place and leave them. <laughs> I'm okay. Out there in a filing cabinet. I'm okay with that. File me away. Just don't put me under the girth. Well, if you're not shopping at, um, oh my God, what's the name of it? We have to take the kids in the filing cabinets. What? Uh, I got, if you're not shopping at Wayfair, you can afford the filing cabinets. <laughs> Whole nother episode. Yeah. Don't know what we're talking about. Refer back to the Carly Gousset episode. Mm-hmm. But it was once again another dead end, no pun intended. Oh no. I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Experts examined the two ossuaries, which are like small chambers where the dead are buried. And they found in the first search. What, 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 what? Oh, hold on. So if you don't know what these ossuaries are that I keep talking about, they're like small little chambers where people bury their dead. I think it's more of a European thing. We don't really do that in America. No. No, I mean, here we have like a, a vault that your casket is dropped down into. <laughs> okay, stop that. Yeah, well, I mean, it just, you know, it, um. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I got sleep tonight. No, I mean, it just keeps off the <laughs> smells and what have you down on the ground. The vault keeps things from being able to get in there and it keeps okay okay that's part of the little cold i'm not sleeping that night sweet jeez i'm with an itch <laughs> I have a real problem with death okay you sure do nelly oh you know what <laughs> they were not found above ground they were in a trap door under the college <laughs> dear lord open a door and pull them out it's <laughs> still just as easy okay well then we'll put a lock on it <laughs> get one of those master locks from walmart oh that's encouraging that ain't redneck <laughs> <laughs> you no might be a redneck if there's a walmart master lock on your grave <laughs> it is an ossuary excuse me put a fancy name to the grave <laughs> it's an ossuary with a master lock <laughs> From Walmart. <laughs> From Walmart. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. Not even Home Depot. <laughs> you know, I can't afford that. <sighs> okay. Thanks for listening to our first outtake blooper reel that we shared. I hope you enjoyed it because obviously we enjoy our mess ups sometimes. And you know, What's life if you can't enjoy a few mess ups? Thank you guys. I'm week. Thank you for listening to another episode of If I Go Missing. I'm your host, Megan, and 
I put a lot of thought and hard work into these episodes. I write, edit, and produce them all myself, and it means a lot to me that you guys take the time to listen. If you would like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at If I Go Missing Podcast. Then we also have our Twitter, and that one is at Megan Noel Pod. If you want to reach out and suggest a case, you can do that on Instagram or Twitter by sending us a DM. We also have a Facebook page called Megan Noel Podcast, and we also have discussion groups for the podcast. And the name of the discussion group is If I Go Missing, a podcast. <laughs>